this is our first. Mm -hmm. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. All right. Hello, fans. Hello, millions watching from all around the world. <laughs> My name is Tim Maticho, although I go by Tim. I am currently a junior studying neuroscience at Columbia University. Um, love it. Love my work, love my research that I do on the side. Uh, excited to see where my medical career goes, yep. if that's what I choose. And my name's David. I'm currently a first-year postgrad, and I graduated with a degree in human evolutionary biology and a secondary in East Asian studies. From where? From Harvard. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I got a, got a name drop. Yeah, it's a big deal in our family, so... Um, so yeah, I think just to give some context, this idea kind of started off with, I don't know, we just wanted to practice talking about medicine. I think it's something that we don't really do on a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. So getting that practice in now, um, is something that we really want to do. And we're excited to record this and share this with you as well as you know look back on this as we continue our journey through medicine very true very true although we won't be limiting our discussions to medicine uh today we'll be starting off with just talking about ourselves uh why we're interested in medicine why we're doing what we're doing uh so yeah i think this is a great way uh for you guys to get to know us and also for us to um verbalize our interests our thoughts our thought processes yeah, and with that started, I think we can get started with the main question of this episode, which is, why do you want to become a doctor? Um, so I'll leave this with you, Tim. Yeah, sure, sure. I'll start us off. Um, so this is a really loaded question, in my opinion. Um, there's a lot of factors that play into why I want to be a doctor. And uh, I'm currently still an undergrad, so I have yet to, uh, like, I think, I think I still have a very mystic image of what medicine entails and what being a clinical, like, a clinic, like, being a clinical professional, in, like, w what it means to be a clinical professional. So, uh, like, if you asked me this question maybe a couple years ago, um, I would have just said, I want to be a doctor to help other people. Um, it's a very like application oriented reason to want to become a doctor. Mm -hmm. um, that's the very like obvious reason why one might say they want to be a doctor. But I like now with the benefit of hindsight, with the benefit of like more maturity in terms of what I know about myself and what I like, I think my answer has changed quite a bit from before. Uh, I'll start off with the first reason why I want to be a doctor, and it's gonna sound a little blunt. I know, I know, I'm a cop out, but there's a lot of money in the industry. Uh, I definitely think that I am a science and math-oriented individual. I love science. Math, I don't love as much, but I, I, I'm like pretty good. I think I'm uh, 
I excel in math for sure. So I wanted to choose an occupation that plays to my strengths. So I would say that is the first reason why I want to be a doctor um, because it's something that I am very capable of and a way for me to contribute to society while earning money. Uh, that's the first reason. And second reason I want to be a doctor is I would say this is a little more of a like um, something that speaks more to my previous experiences. Um, but I did spend a lot of time in the hospital. Uh, just to make it brief, I suffered one compound fracture in my ninth grade year of high, or my first year of high school, uh, uh, playing in a basketball game. It's, I think I had maybe four to five surgeries on it, along with like the various other treatments I had to do at the hospital. And I also had another fracture along with another surgery in my freshman year of college. Yeah, so not, not, not great luck during my freshman years of school, but uh, it was definitely traumatic. I'm not saying that I didn't learn from these experiences, um, but they were definitely very traumatic. It was a very difficult time for my family and especially me. So being exposed to these health professionals, being exposed to how they can help somebody who's experiencing trauma. Um, like, I think that has provided me with a newfound respect and, um, and definitely an interest too in the stuff they do and the stuff they are capable of doing for other people. Um, so yeah, I think those are the two biggest reasons uh, why I want to be a doctor. Um, but still to be determined, um, really excited uh, for to get some more clinical experience. Right now I'm only doing research, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is really interesting. Um, but I do definitely want to, you know, volunteer at some hospitals, shadow some professionals, learn more about the medical field before actually um, deciding to apply. Yeah, I think the clinical side is something that really can really make or break that decision since mm. seeing patients is literally going to be half your job yeah you know it's crazy there's this guy uh he's a grad student a fifth year grad student who works at my the research lab i work at mm -hmm. shout out to uh raspberry uh medical pavilion up on 168th street are we doing shout outs on this uh, <laughs> you know my post so the people at my research uh, said they'd be interested in watching uh my podcast i talked to them oh about you told it. them about it yeah so oh, maybe we'll true. see if we end up uploading it although um <laughs> we, we still need some work before uh bit yeah. of a beta run right yeah now, yeah this is still we're, we're still getting uh the hang of things but my the fifth year grad student at my research he actually so he's from mexico they do things a little bit different there rather than go to four years undergrad and go to med school they uh instead they go straight to med school mm. so like they have to decide what they want to do during high school so okay. he ended up going to medical school because he loved science. He loved uh, like physiology, things like that. But after finishing med school and going into residency, things like that, 
he realized that he like the clinical side really wasn't for him mm. so like i definitely think there's a lot of um like variability in the air um there's a lot that the clinical side might show that schooling doesn't uh so i think your clinic like clinical experience is very important maybe if you can speak a little bit on some of yours so far yeah um i guess to for some context i'm currently doing a research year at the hospital of special surgery um doing mostly clinical research right now so i can speak to a little bit about what tim was mentioning it certainly takes i think a particular personality to be able to deal and speak with a lot of patients who mm -hmm. come from a lot of different backgrounds mm -hmm. Um, you have to understand there that there's going to be a gap of knowledge between what you know and what they know uh -huh. and phrasing it in a way that they can understand both like let's say for if you're talking about the pros and cons of surgery um, like there's not always one set path that you can like convey the information needed to make that decision mm. but it's such a big decision to make because literally it's you're deciding whether to cut someone open versus like just strapping them up in a boot or something yeah so being able to concisely convey a lot of information to someone is something that you really have to hone in on mm. um and that can be troubling sometimes since there's a lot of like unknown complications things that like you're not entirely sure about yeah. but you have to speak with like a lot of confidence yeah since that's what you need to be as a professional you need to be confident in this decision that you're making and when you're in surgery when you're in like these office settings you need to be sure that you are doing the right thing and that i think can be a turnoff to some people mm-hmm since it's a lot of pressure it sounds it like is, a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure and it's a lot of responsibility mm -hmm. to make sure that you're making the best decision for this patient um so yeah i can see why like you know once you experience the clinical side you might be turned off mm -hmm. there's also a lot of other reasons it's not just the patients and yeah. that interaction like that patient interaction i feel like is something that you can certainly work on, but there's a lot of other factors that I might see. cause someone to um, walk away from that field. I see. I also heard like, I mean, this is again from the fifth year uh, grad student at my research. Mm -hmm. uh, I forgot to mention that right now he's uh, pursuing a PhD because, mm -hmm. uh, after opting out of med school. Oh, that's sick. Um, but he was talking about how he hated the egos that in medicine yeah um a lot of these people who end up becoming medical professionals have endured a lot have excelled are the like the best in their class or like do super well so they end up developing these egos that might be a little bit difficult to work with mm -hmm. especially as like an uh like a postgrad or uh, someone in residency so there's also like 
just that. The, I, I think that might be a, a, like very unappealing for some who, who aren't really willing to be uh, like pushed around or just mm-hmm. follow orders blindly. Yes, yeah, so that kind of plays like what I was just saying, like in that when you're confident in your decision making, that can sometimes lead to that ego and believing that you're always right, mm. which is not fun to be around if yeah. you have like different ideas or just think differently than the person that you're working with. But yeah. it's, I can see how it's very necessary in that position. And, you know, some people really like that. They feel like that they're always right. Yeah. Some people not as much. Mm-hmm. So that's always one thing to consider when I you're see. making, I guess, your postgrad would is like an example of someone who wasn't and I can certainly empathize since working with you know those kinds of people can be very tiring to yeah. always have to like walk a toe line or either butt heads or just let them have yeah, their way yeah it just adds to the pressure yeah the immense pressure that already exists in a hospital yeah all right well can you share a little bit about uh why you chose to pursue the path you're you're in right now why you want to be a doctor yeah so i think that there's Hmm. yeah tough question (laughs) (laughs) i should i think i should have i should have like a more quick answer to this come on you're applying a med school i know know. (laughs) you should you should have this answer like immediate (laughs) well i think that one thing is there was in our family there's a considerable amount of people who practice medicine yeah on our mom's side on our mom's side like i'd say like half of them are dentists yeah um so there's a lot of exposure to that growing up um in addition our grandfather he was an acupuncturist Mm mm-hmm he went so, to med school, I believe, too. Did all the med school things, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> yeah, and you know, whenever my brother and I would get hurt after like a basketball game or some kind of sporting injury or something like that, he would always we would go straight to him and get some acupuncture treatment to fix us up. Mm-hmm. And I think that ability to I don't know make someone feel better after kind of it's a bit i i feel i guess it's a bit similar to what you're saying yeah how yeah like, you definitely know, make being able to help someone in that time of need is something that really resonated with me um yeah we did get injured a lot <laughs> yeah it was a lot of a lot of visits yeah what um, did you think yeah so there's that's one reason i think like a family side there's a lot of it surrounding me growing up so i think it kind of naturally made me interested uh-huh. in medicine and being able to take care of someone um uh, there is again like the financial security i think is a big plus mm-hmm. you know a huge plus <laughs> if you think yeah. It, it's yeah i think Growing up, we didn't have a yeah. lot of 
financial security, a lot of financial surplus. Mm-hmm. So, like for context, we both were on like free and reduced lunch programs in high school. Yeah, we were yeah. full financial aid. Mm-hmm, that's right. So and it, all, like also our parents, they they developed this mentality. Like they had a very thrifty mentality. Mm-hmm. A very they were extremely like extremely <laughs> conservative with their money. Yeah. And that definitely bleeds into how we think now, how we treat money. So money is a very big deal to us. Yeah, still to this day, if, I, if I'm spending more than $100, I'm like sweating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's hard to make big purchases. Yeah. So in that sense, like, I think when I was deciding about what I want to do with my life, I think doing something that has a degree of financial security was important for very me. Very important, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's another reason. And I think the last thing I'll say on this topic is when I look at myself there, <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get hella philosophical right now. <laughs> okay, go for it. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's like, there's always a question about that. I ask whether like what I want to do with my life, like, yeah, you know, what kind of person that I want to be what like how will I be able to find purpose Mm. in the occupation that I choose Mm -hmm. and you know there are certainly a lot of different paths that someone can take you know to help to help and that can fulfill their own standards and their own ideologies of what they determine to be successful and yeah what is that for you well for one I think being able to a bit cliche obvious like being well, able to help someone it doesn't mean tr- untrue it yeah being able to help someone and care for someone i think is something that i really consider important in my life mm-hmm. um and that is something that i want to do for the rest of my life mm-hmm. you know i think this Again, you know, as medicine, uh, med school and residency and fellowship, all, all the steps to becoming a doctor, that can certainly, that may or may not like sway my view of how, if I'm doing that correctly in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. But for as of now, where I am, I feel like medicine appeases that um, priority in my life mm-hmm. to a degree that I can't imagine something else that would uh you know yeah yeah I, I, I think that's a great point um i've thought about it a lot too like what now that we're transitioning into our adulthoods mm-hmm. like what we're actually going to do with our lives yeah and doing something like at first i i definitely agree with you where doing something that can help other people will bring joy to our lives like just the, mm-hmm. the thought of helping others in need like is enough to keep me going yeah uh, like because it's because it's worth it yeah know? yeah definitely but i also thought like oh what if i engineer some type of like biomedical technologies that could help people too or mm-hmm. research that can help people but like when i try applying those type of fields to my life like I definitely need some type of direct form of helping other people, mm. such as medicine, 
where I'm literally fixing a patient yeah. or, you know, treating somebody. Whereas like these other occupations, it's not as direct. And like, to be frank, uh, it's just a little sad and something that I, um, like don't like to admit to, but we are individuals and like helping other people on an individual level is important towards our, like our, our joy and our, our being. So like choosing something like being a doctor being someone who actually deals with patients, I think definitely is a way to bring joy to life. Yeah. So then this is a bit of a counter argument and uh, I want to ask, so then why not be like a nonprofit volunteer like overseas or something like that? I mean, I'd be down if I was financially free. <laughs> like honestly, I, as I mentioned before, Mm -hmm. Priority number one is money. Mm -hmm. I need money first. Once I have money, then I'll start doing, like, I'll start venturing into things that I might find more fulfilling. With traveling overseas to help other people overseas is, I would say, more more fulfilling. But it doesn't fulfill the current priorities that you have in your life right now. Yeah, exactly. I need to meet some steps first. Okay. Um, Yeah, so yeah, or just that's how priorities work I guess yeah <laughs> just meet priority number one first which mm-hmm. is money and then uh, I'll do things I'm more passionate about nice um, I'm trying to remember if there's anything else I wanted to say passing uh, <laughs> for the audience well, yeah this is a bit of a rough um, episode. It's okay. These people have stuck with us for 21 minutes <laughs> yeah. already. If you're still here, <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks, Oman <laughs> Appa. And maybe like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who else. Whoever, whoever's out there. Yeah, please, please, please follow us. So, <laughs> Are we doing the whole like, subscribe? Like, subscribe? No, no. This is a podcast. We're above that level. <laughs> Not like those stinky YouTubers. Yeah, well, we can we can go on YouTube if we get big enough. You want to go on YouTube? Oh, well, if we get big enough. This I don't know. Is, this is very uh, hopeful thinking, but uh, dude, the whole setup for that is so. I feel like it's. Yeah, but you get money off of YouTube, right? You can be, we can <laughs> monetize our podcast. We're gonna be like the medical chill bros or something. Maybe we do have a good name, um, like a good brand name. Yeah. I guess that could be the t- maybe that could be the, the chill bros. Show bros. Okay, but like we should try to incorporate something a little more, like something that gives a little more insight into what this, like since this is going to be a medical podcast, we should try to maybe incorporate something of that sort into our title. So Cho Bro, what rhymes, what rhymes with O? Medical. <laughs> what? The medical Cho Bros. Met Cho Bros. Bros? No, that doesn't sound like Yeah, it. I don't think so. Hey, let us know. <laughs> if you have any ideas, <laughs> um, feel free to, I don't know, email? email? <laughs> Are you going to drop your email? Uh, well, if you have an idea, you can shoot yeah. me, a, me or Tim a text. Yeah, find us somehow. Yeah. You guys probably know us already. <laughs> or one of us. And, yeah, I think this is a good spot to end it off of. Um, thank you so much for anyone who's still tuning in. Yeah. Yeah, this is... We're still 
gonna be working on this improving mm-hmm. the setup mm-hmm. and the flow of these episodes but yeah thank you so much for I said thank you for listening so yeah, much. Yeah, and you know, our answers might change in the future. We are still young in our careers. Exactly. So please follow along in in our journeys. Uh, in our like, I don't know how many years do we have left until we're doctors? Like ten, <laughs> like ten more years. So yeah, we'll be doing this. Uh, maybe revisit sometime in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think there's uh, a lot to learn, mm-hmm. All right. a lot to discuss, and we hope you guys will tune in next time. Next time? <laughs> next time. Uh, yeah, we haven't decided yet, but... Okay, <laughs> well, great build-up for absolutely nothing. All right, well, Peace. see you guys. Peace.